Welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us questions on Facebook or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Today is Wednesday, and the vice presidential debate is tonight. Doug, you're going to be tuning in? I think I will. It is tonight. Uh, I, I'm wondering if it's going to be different than the last debate we saw about a week ago. <laughs> you think it'll be different? I, I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's... Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people watching, and neither one of the candidates are going to be talking about themselves. They're going to be mm-hmm. talking about their bosses, yeah. right? Yeah. Or at least the people they're representing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny. They moved the seats six feet further apart, and they got a big piece of plexiglass yeah, I heard in, between, yeah. <laughs> in between them. So it's going to be interesting because that's kind of not really a debate debate like debates you like are right there talking to each other you know so i don't know uh it's uh the big question is what's going to be the main uh idea or the main thrust tonight of the debate a lot of people think covid a lot of people think uh you know systemic uh, ethnic prejudice um i think if yeah i think that's what kamala harris would want to talk about i would imagine uh, Mike Pence would want to talk about uh, foreign policy and the economy. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. I think uh, this is probably a pretty important uh, vice presidential debate, maybe more so than others because of, you know, the age of both the presidential candidates and the questions about one of their uh, mental, uh, you know, just where they're at uh, as they get older. So it should be you know, maybe it has a potential to be a little bit more influential than some other vice pres- presidential debates have been. Well, Susan Page is going to be the moderator, and she is the bureau chief for Washington for the USA Today. Oh. And uh, you think she's going to be neutral? <laughs> no. <laughs> my wife my wife didn't even like me to read that paper. She says, don't read that paper. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's full of propaganda. Um, anyway, uh you know, there's no, there's really no neutral moderator, is there? Mm-mm. I mean, everybody always has an opinion, but I thought this was interesting. I don't know if you saw this. You know, yesterday, uh, they released information from Brennan. You know, we've talked about Brennan and Comey and all those guys and what they they were a part of with the Russia mm-hmm. hoax or the Russia investigation, whatever. Uh, and anyway... There were handwritten notes by John Brennan, the head of the CIA, that the Russia investigation was Hillary's idea, Hillary Clinton, who was Secretary of State, as a distraction from her email server. Now, that got zero, zero airplay on ABC, 
NBC, or CNN. Yeah, that's crazy. Zero airplay. Yeah. No mention of that. How can that be? That is huge. That that would that's like the Watergate break. You know, a break in the mm-hmm. Watergate story, and they don't play anything because it doesn't fit a narrative. We are so lopsided in the the news that is reported. It's just so sad to me that there's. I wish there really was a news organization that just went out and they would report as best they could unbiased news and then have other people commentate on it. But it's just crazy. I mean, that this is going on. So, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think it's a symptom of, you know, two Americas. Like we are two, we're growing into two separate peoples, two separate cultures and, uh, more and more, you know, what one culture is hearing is not what the other culture is hearing, you know? Yeah. I want to read you something and get you to respond to it. Uh, by the way, I'm glad to have you missed you the last couple yeah, of days. Glad to be uh, back. Thanks to David Gray for filling in. Appreciate you, uh, being in here, David. But, uh, I received this today and it was by Michael Brown and, uh, Michael Brown is a, like a Christian writer mm. and, and stuff. And anyway, uh, he, read an article about uh, the Democratic presidential nominee, Joe Biden's extreme pro-abortion views, and then was sent a link to the homepage for pro-life evangelicals for Biden after he read that. Mm. You know, now Biden has bots out in the Internet world that if you go to read stuff, it it can redirect you. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. Mm -mm. Even at one point, if you went to search for Antifa, it would take you to Joe Biden's website. Really? So anyway, this article cited uh, Vice President Biden's response to a question about abortion rights, where he addressed the potential of uh, Amy Coney Barrett becoming a Supreme Court justice. He said if she becomes a justice, the court would probably overturn Roe v. Wade. And the only thing, the only responsible response would be to pass legislation making Roe the law of the land, and that's what I would do. Mm. He put that out there. And this is very much along party lines of the Democrat platform. Again, the platform which states, we will repeal the Hyde Amendment and protect and codify Roe v. Wade. Yeah, and I think that there's been people in Democrat leadership that says that, you know, uh, pro-life people have no place in the party. So, I mean, they're, they're... radically pro-abortion so i want you to imagine yourself as a pro-abolition supporter of george mcclellan who was the democratic candidate who ran against abraham lincoln back in 1864 or let's say you're an anti-segregation supporter of george wallace So how can you be a pro-life supporter of the stance and the platform of the Democratic Party? I don't see how you can. I I really don't. Because the stand, I mean, the number of babies that are killed each year is staggering. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely staggering. And so if you go to this uh, Biden website, it states in all caps as uh, this pro-Biden, this is pro-Biden evangelicals as pro-life evangelicals we disagree with vice president biden and the democratic platform on the issue of abortion but we believe a biblically shaped commitment 
to the sanctity of human life compels us to a consistent ethic of life that affirms the sanctity of human life from beginning to end. In other words, we think the slaughter of tens of millions of babies is a bad thing, but we're willing to sacrifice their lives before they enter the world. We do prefer the other policies of the Democrats so they get our vote. This is what Michael Brown's saying. He's saying, are you for real? Yeah. Really? This is what you're actually saying? That would make sense in no other realm except for 2020. Yeah. The the world we're living in now. And, I mean, and he, he uses an example. He says, well, we have a problem with Paul Pot's genocidal policies, but we think his other reforms uh, reforms best serve the interest of our country. So we're, we want to keep him in power. Really? Is, are you for real? That's what people are saying. So, um, and he makes it clear. I'm not comparing Joe Bi- uh, Biden to Pol Pot, so don't say that. Yeah. That's not what he's making the point that it, he's comparing the slaughter of the unborn to other mass moral atrocities because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it is a mass moral atrocity to kill the number of babies that have been killed in the name of abortion since Roe v. Wade became the law of the land. And again, we each are going to have to give an account to God. We're going to have to account for what we do on vote day. Mm-hmm. You go into there and you your vote is not without consequence, both in the election and, and with God. So we vote by faith as believers, and that's what we should do. And I think uh, tomorrow, if you get a chance to tune in, or if you have friends who are Christians or professing Christians who are on the fence, they don't know what to do, have them tune in tomorrow. We have Dr. Wayne Grudem, who has put out a lot of good material. He arti- articulates it better than anybody I know of how believers are to vote by faith when we go in there and we vote for a platform not a personality we're not we're not electing a a prom king we're voting for a party platform and we're way beyond the person doing everything you've got to have the party behind you and uh so you know we gotta we gotta do what we gotta do and we need to pray and we need to be people of faith as we do that. I just wondered if you had heard that. And uh, yeah, I had heard uh, that Biden had said that. And I, you know, to me, uh, a lot of some of the stuff that's come out, like it just comes. Well, yeah, that's not a surprise. You know, um, you know, one party talks about judicial supremacy, but if that's ever, um, you know, threatened, it's like, oh well, judicial uh, supremacy doesn't mean a thing. So, uh, you know, it's part and parcel for how one side of the aisle does business not to say that the other side uh wouldn't be that way as well um but you know it it wasn't surprising to well, me. well listen you 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 know people may disagree with the personality of president trump they mm-hmm. may disagree with the way he conducts himself at times but he is by far the strongest pro-life president yeah. as far as appointments mm-hmm. and policies that he's made than any president we've had mm-hmm. and uh, you can choose to vote for him or the most radical pro-abortion ticket in the nation's history i mean that's a pretty compelling argument and tomorrow dr groom is going to speak to that all right we will be back with more after the break stay tuned 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to see and save. He's on. by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us in the first segment, we talked a little bit about the news of the day, kind of what's been going on around the country. And also, um, Doug mentioned that tomorrow uh, for the the, uh, uh, program, uh, Wayne Grudem will be on. Uh, Doug will be on with Wayne Grudem, so make sure that you tune in for that. If you um, have questions about... uh, how to vote as a Christian um, and things along those lines. Uh, so if you are struggling with that or if you know anyone who is, make sure you tune in tomorrow uh, for Wayne Grudem. It should be a great uh, episode. So, Well, and I just want to point out one other thing before we kind of go on because I, this, is a, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And people are, are setting aside the abortion issue and saying, well, you can't just vote for that. You can't. We're, we're talking about a party platform that says this is the most radical pro-abortion this is not about pro-choice this is about pro-abortion these people are in bed with uh planned parenthood Mm -hmm. they get lots of kickback money from all these groups 
that are benefiting from the abortion industry. And I've seen a lot of undercover videos that we've watched where people go in and they talk about these Mm -hmm. babies as if they're parts in a store. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's incredible, but the pro even pro life evangelicals that are voting for this party uh, are voting for a party that supported people that basically were for the late term abortions, these barbaric procedures Mm -hmm. that they were doing. In fact, um, they, um, they, they voted uh, Kamala Harris voted against the born alive abortion survivors protection act, which would have guaranteed medical care for any baby that survives abortion. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you vote for that? Right. Why wouldn't you vote for that? It would have protected unborn babies from abortion after the point at which they can feel pain at 20 weeks. Yet all these quote woke, I use your term woke evangelicals, say they oppose one issue political thinking because it lacks biblical balance. Well, how how are you going to urge evangelicals that people that follow Jesus to vote for a party that justifies the slaughter of more than 60 million babies in the mother's womb? That's also just not consistent. I mean, okay, uh that that's down that's downplaying the issue, I think, cuz that's like saying, well, you know, we shouldn't not support, you know, uh, Germany in 1939 because uh, you know they well, Hitler Hitler was slaughtering the Jews yeah, you know but but he's really he's trying to make a a good thing for our country yeah yeah like that that's just not consistent unless you believe that um, well unless you're being just dishonest or you you really have fallen into the deception that uh, a baby inside the womb is not a baby and not a human and not a life you know yeah. and, and I do want to say one thing. Uh, uh, to before we move on because this came up to me the other night it just popped in my head while i was watching the news i heard a lot of people talking about the science of mask the science of mask the mm-hmm. science of mask where are these people on the science of the baby in the womb mm-hmm. where are these people on the science of the dna determining male or female not what you think these people love science when it it goes on their side to their argument well, but he, they don't really want to follow science because science says that if you're a man, you're born a man, you are a man. Yeah. And you have DNA that's male, and so that makes you therefore a man. Yeah. You know, where, well, where are the people on science on that, Taylor? That doesn't su- that doesn't surprise me that they're pro mask then because the science behind masks does not support masks as being something that is effective to stop the spread of Say COVID-19. it's not true. Yeah. So I mean like that's you know, well, That's right from the CDC website, yeah. by the way. Uh, there, there's a, there's a, m- there are many examples of that, um, but yet they still push that because it it aligns with what they want to do. Um, the same with whether a baby's a- alive or not and whether a man's a man or a woman's a woman. Yeah. It, it's, um, listen, if the Biden-Harris ticket becomes a Biden-Harris administration, uh, Kamala Harris – is going to have a huge influence on a policy mm-hmm. that it, more po- she's going to have more influence than any vice president in the history of our country. Because if you look at Joe Biden, it's very obvious who's going to be the influence in the White House. Um, 
And Kamala Harris is on the far left wing of that party. Mm -hmm. And on the issue of abortion and even other issues that affect us, whether it's gay rights or, you know, LGBTQ rights and all that stuff, uh, you don't have to go look it up on Google. You don't have to. You know where she stands on these issues. So that all these issues are really connected. It's a mm-hmm. platform issue. And that's why, listen, the city of Louisville, you know, all the stuff where all this stuff is going on. Uh, Al Moeller is going to be our guest in two weeks. I want to mm-hmm. get him to weigh in on this. But the city of Louisville banned conversion therapy for minors. Now, mm-hmm. I want you to think about that. This is where our country's heading if we go down this road of this platform, um, of of the Biden-Harris platform, because that's their platform. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Louisville bans conversion therapy on kids. In other words, if your child is under 18 and they come to you and they say, hey, you know what, I think I'm having homosexual tendencies, you take them to a therapist a counselor a pastor and he tries to talk them out that that's illegal yeah so are they basically saying that any sort of like anything that is uh, not affirming to that lifestyle if you if you dissent from that lifestyle the mayor signed an ordinance and said our lb lgbtq kids don't need to be converted or repaired they just need to be loved supported and accepted for who they are so what does that do to the parent? Mm. I mean, I've talked to parents who have this issue already. It's it's not just there. It's in other places already. This is going to be the story of our land mm. if we continue down this road. Well, I think if we continue down mm. even, it's going to get to a point, like I was saying, like that you can only say good things and, you know, you start losing uh, the ability to say what you believe. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh-huh. Well, well, it gets even then. Well, what what about uh, people that may struggle with sexual sin, mm. or or unbiblical sexual orientation is just one element of that. Mm-hmm. But what if you try to convert somebody who's addicted to pornography? I mean, they they say, well, you know, you yeah. why, why are you you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I already know. My wife was telling me the other day about a a girl who's trying to be disenfranchised from her parents i don't know what the word is she used emancipated yeah yeah emancipated from her parents because she has such differing views these kind of laws would empower kids to do those kings Mm. so uh and this is he passes this is not something on the table it passed in louisville they Mm. banned it so when you think about that i mean you're talking about christian counselors licensed therapists what do they do when a, when a parent brings now they're in a dilemma because they can lose their license if they a, yeah. exactly, and so I I think folks you we really need to start thinking about what we're doing as believers and are we standing for truth? You know, it's, SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth, God's word, God's truth, not my truth, mm-hmm. not what there is no a selective subjective truth it is objective and it's ordained by god and his word and we have a responsibility to know what that truth is and then speak of that truth and in a country where we have the right and the responsibility to vote we should vote by faith Mm. vote by faith for the platform 
that best represents what's going to be a salt and light in our world. And I'm going to tell you, um, God, I I just absolutely have a very, very difficult time believing that climate change would trump aborting babies at the Mm. number that we're doing. I just just have a hard time believing that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just can't believe there's nothing in Scripture that would indicate that that would be a, a big, in fact, there's the scriptures are, you know, filled with examples where people sacrifice babies to mm-hmm. idols. Mm-hmm. And that's what abortion is. It's sacrificing a baby to the idol of your own self-ledness, uh, the idol of whatever you want to do that that baby's going to keep you from doing mm-hmm. and, and taking the life of that child. And you think because the government sanctions it, it's okay with God, but it's not. Yeah, it's not okay. And there's grace from God. There's mercy from God, but He doesn't want us saying that it's okay. And and we got to remember when we go in there and vote on, in less than a month, we're voting for a platform, not a person. Uh, I'm not I'm not voting for a pastor to mm-hmm. lead this country. That we don't have a pastor leading. We have a president. And again, I think President Trump has been the most uh, the strongest pro-life uh, by his actions, mm-hmm. what he's done. Uh, I don't agree with everything he says. I don't think everything he does. I think he, he's he got a lot of issues that we need to pray for. Yeah. But I think he's been a very effective pro-life president for our country. Yeah, and as you're saying about voting, uh, if you vote for you know a party, you're giving tacit approval, or you're giving approval for that party's platform. And if you don't vote at all, you're giving tacit approval really to both. To yeah, you're voting one apathy. Wins. You're voting yeah. for apathy. Is what you're so um, we will be back with more after the break. We would like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That is Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be me without you. This is the sound of change breaking. This is the beat of a heart changing. This is the song of a soul forgiving.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. If you are just joining us, we have been talking about a little bit of the news today. And this week we have been talking about Hebrews. Um, Doug and David Gray were in uh, the first two days talking about Hebrews. And today we are going to be talking about the supremacy. Um, And this is in chapter 11, uh, verses 17 through 29. So that is where we will be uh, today. Yeah, we kind of got into it a little bit yesterday. Um, we we were talking about kind of the end of the program. Re- really, we're in chapter 11, and specifically this week, verses 17 through 29. And what the writer of Hebrews has been doing is he's been giving all these examples of faith, and he starts off in 17 with the he's continuing the story of Abraham. Remember? Back at the beginning of 11, he started with uh, Abel and how Abel brought the right sacrifice. Then he went to Enoch, who walked with God. That's intimacy with God. And then he got into the patriarchs, them looking forward uh, to looking forward to uh, God's blessing and promise, even though they never realized it. And, uh, and he got into Abraham. Uh, Abraham was the kind of the process he showed the journey of faith abraham was called tested god's power was revealed through him and then god said in 16 uh i am not ashamed to be called as god well and then monday we looked at the security of our faith which is in in the one true living god and we looked at verses 17 through 22 and it's the story of abraham uh, sacrificing Isaac or being told to sacrifice him, and he didn't. But it says that Abraham considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead. Mm. And I think the object of our faith is more important than the amount of faith we have, and we brought that out. So the security of our faith is in the object, which is God himself, Jesus, for us. And the writer is trying to bring that out. And then yesterday we started looking at the supremacy of our faith. In other words, the one true living God is supreme. He's worthy. He's supreme to everything else. And we looked at this life of Moses, and we read verses 23 through 29. And I'm going to have you read it again just to remind our listeners today. In verses 23 through 29, it's about the faith of Moses, who was Moses. The the law was known as the Mosaic Law. And remember, uh, Hebrews was written to a group of people that were struggling that wanted to go back and keep the law. And so he brings up Moses as an example of faith that our righteousness with God is not based on what we do. It's based on Jesus and our faith in him. And so go ahead and read 23 through 29. All right. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured endured as seeing him who is invisible." By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. 
So he tells the story of Moses, which everybody would have known, but he brings out a few points. One, we talked about how God sovereignly protected Moses by taking his parents and defying the king's edict. That's the king is Pharaoh's edict and and saving and preserving because all the boys were supposed to be killed. But then we see Moses making some choices, and it uses the word Moses chose. It says, when he was grown up, he refused. That means he made a choice. Faith is selective. And so Moses chose, and I want to highlight four things in this text that Moses chose to pursue. He chose to pursue, first of all, walking with God and his people rather than having the honor and glory of man. I want you to think for a second in our country. People can become an Internet sensation overnight. Mm Mm-hmm. People will go on to America's Got Talent or American Idol because they want to be recognized. Moses was adopted into the most powerful family on earth there. Yeah. Pharaoh's family. And he walked, he refused to be called the daughter of Pharaoh. He chose instead to pursue walking with God and his people rather than having the honor of man. What about you? As you're listening to this today, are you embarrassed by God's people? Mm. I think sometimes we are. Some of his people are quirky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but Moses chose, I'm sure there were quirky Israelites, mm-hmm. but Moses chose to walk away from the wealth, from the honor, the glory of Pharaoh's family to be with God and his people and he had, I mean, he had the opportunity to be in the most powerful family on earth at that time. And, you know, it reminded me of John twelve thirty three when Jesus is talking to the religious leaders and he says, these people love the glory of man more than the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so um, he knew who he was. Remember, Moses' mother preserved him, but told pharaoh's daughter hey i know somebody that can take care of him and she cared for moses she probably taught him mm-hmm. about his heritage so when he went and he learned all the best of egypt he remembered in fact act seven stephen says he went to visit his brothers he knew who he was yeah. he was god's person are you god's person are you acting like you're god's person or are you choosing the glory of man rather than the glory of god Well, he also chose to pursue walking in God's purity rather than having the pleasures of sin. Verse 25 says he chose to be mistreated with the people of God rather than have the pleasures of sin. Now, when we read that, we just read a sentence we don't think about. Moses had access to every pleasure the world could offer at that time. Yeah. I mean, he was like living in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? He was, he had anything and everything that the royal family could have access to. But instead, he chose to pursue walking in God's purity rather than have the pleasure of sin. What about us? You know, there's a Bible verse, uh, a set of verses over in 1 Thessalonians, and it's 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8 specifically. It's longer, but it, it talks about the will of God. And, you know, I was talking to some people, Taylor, the other day, 
who have been doing some work in sex trafficking. Mm. And they said four out of 10 pastors and Christian leaders are addicted to pornography. Wow. 40%. Yeah. This is not people that are not feeling called to ministry. These are people that are leaders, four out of 10. Listen to what God's word says in 1 Thessalonians 4. This is the will of God. You know, people ask me all the time, I just want to know what God's will is. You want to know what his will is? This is his will. It says your sanctification. That word means growth, your holiness. That you abstain, that means you don't partake of sexual immorality. That each one of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. So Paul, in writing to the Thessalonians, equate giving in to these sexual urges outside of God's design is what the Gentiles do, the pagans. Mm. That's what people that don't know God do. If we put God on display, we live a holy life. And he says, and he gives them this warning that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter because the Lord is an avenger in all these things as we told you beforehand and we solemnly warn you. For God has not called us for impurity but holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man but God who gives his spirit to you. That's scary. He's saying God's an avenger. You want to bring God's wrath down on you? This group that I, this person I was talking to, uh, looking at work, they're trying to attack sex trafficking from the demand end. Mm. And it's a problem because so many people want it. That's... And human trafficking, they are taking people and kidnapping them and putting them in the pornography. And they're making movies with these girls, mm. not of their own free will. They get them addicted to, addicted to drugs, and then they put them in these movies, and men are paying to see this garbage. Mm. And it's wrong. It's wrong. It's sinful. It's wrong. Moses had access to worse than that, but it says he, he chose to pursue walking with God. What about you? What are you going to pursue? And then verse 26, he chose to pursue walking with God's perspective rather than have the possessions of the world. Moses had access to all the riches. In verse 26, it says, he, it says over going back to Hebrews, it says that, by he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. He was looking to the reward. He chose to pursue God's perspective. And it's interesting that it says the reproach of Christ. Moses didn't know Jesus at that point. Yeah. But the writer who's writing this did, and he's bringing that out because Jesus said anyone who wants to follow me must what? Deny himself, mm-hmm. take up his cross daily and follow me. And he's talking about the cross. Mm. And he's saying Moses made that choice of dying to himself for the riches of the world, for what was on the other side. What Paul said, everything we experience here is light and momentary compared to what outweighs that on the other side. And when we come back, we're going to look at the fourth thing he chose, which is to pursue walking obedient to God's commands rather than fearing man. Verses 27 to 29, I'm going to share something with you. Uh, you may not know about that particular verse when we come back, okay? Awesome. All right, well, uh, we will be back with more after the break. We would like to give a special thanks to our local listeners here in Jacksonville at 91.7 and St. Augustine at 91.9 and on Fol- in Folkestone, Georgia at 91.3. 
You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. That is Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about Hebrews um, in chapter 11, verses 17 through 29. And uh, right now we're talking about the supremacy of faith, and we are talking about uh, the faith of Moses. And Doug is about to share um, the fourth aspect. That- well, yeah, it was just, it was really, here's the thing. Moses is an example. Just like, remember, we talked about Abraham, we mm-hmm. talked about Enoch and Noah, and we talked about Abel. These are all examples, and here's what beautiful picture that this writer's doing. He is taking these Hebrew people through the Pentateuch, mm. the first five books of the yeah. Bible, and he starts with Abel and then moves to Enoch and then Noah, chapter 6 of Genesis, and then he goes from Noah to Abraham which goes all the way up through, I don't know, chapter 20-something, and then he gets into uh, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, which goes all the way through Genesis. Then he starts with uh, Moses, which is Exodus through Deuteronomy. Yeah. So he takes them all the way through the Pentateuch. But we that we just to recap, Moses made a choice that the supremacy of his faith, the one true living God is supreme to anything earth has to offer. And Moses chose, first of all, to pursue walking with God and his people rather than have the honor and glory of man. And then he chose to pursue walking in God's purity rather than having the pleasures of sin. And he chose to pursue walking with God's perspective rather than having the possessions of the world. And that's where we left off. And the fourth thing is he he chose to pursue walking obedient to God's commands rather than fear man's power or punishment. And, you know, Taylor, I think we struggle with this, not so much that we're going to be physically punished like he would have been or others have been in history. The punishment for us is on social media Mm -hmm. or socially rejected. 
ostracism uh, yeah mm-hmm. ostracized made fun of laughed at disregarded i know a lot of people that really love the lord that complain that they don't have any friends mm. they know a lot of people and they got friends but the deeper you go with jesus the more you resemble him the more you walk in or conform to him you walk with him the more the world is not going to like you because it brings conviction to the world. Mm. And Moses chose to pursue walking obedient to God's commands rather than fear any power or punishment of man. And verses 27 through 29 lay out when he left Egypt, it says not being afraid, again, by faith, 26 times at this word, pistis, which means a belief that produces an action. He left Egypt not being afraid of the anger of Pharaoh, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Who's that? That's God. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch him. So if you don't know the story, there's 10 plagues in Egypt. Moses was the conduit to bringing them to Pharaoh. As Pharaoh hardened his heart every time, God would bring a plague. Well, the last plague was the death of the firstborn. And God told Moses, this was the last thing Pharaoh said after the ninth plague. He said, Moses, the day you see my face again is the day you die. And Moses said, I won't see your face again, but your firstborn son's going to die. And then he goes away. And then God says this to Moses, Moses, I want you to go get a lamb. I want you to kill that lamb. I want you to take the blood from that lamb and put on your doorpost, and then I want you to cook that lamb and eat it all. Well, here's the interesting thing that you may not have known. The lamb was an idol for Egypt. It was one of their idols. Oh, I did not know that. So here's the deal. As the idol, one of the idols of Egypt, these slaves risked their life to put the blood over the doorpost Mm. and then to cook it because the Egyptians would have known that smell. Mm. And so it says, by faith, Moses did this. So that night, they risked their lives just by putting the blood over the door and cooking the lamb and eating the lamb. And it says that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. So these were people that rather than fear man, they they did what God told them to do. and And so everyone that followed by faith was saved. And I think about Noah and the ark. I think about how foolish it must have been for those people to be helping his family, helping him build, and everybody laughing and mm-hmm. making fun. But when the rain came, nobody was laughing anymore. Yeah. When the destroyer came, Pharaoh was begging for his son's life. He wasn't wasn't saying anything to Moses about what he was going to do. He was only concerned. That's what happens. So people may make fun of you for following Jesus. They may make fun of you for your faith. But there's going to come a day when they're going to realize that everything you live for is true. And that's why he's saying, by faith, he's telling the people in groups two and three, repent, turn, don't keep playing around with Jesus. Be all in with him. And then verse 29 says, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. Why? Because God did not want them to cross. He protected his people. Now, there may be times that he's let his people die before. He's let many martyrs give their life. But who's in charge of that? He is. Mm-hmm. 
Moses was selective. Moses was a guy who chose the supremacy of our faith over everything else. He believed in the one true living God and that he's supreme. So here's the question for you. What am I pursuing? And then who am I trusting? Think about that in your own life. What am I pursuing? Am I pursuing the one true living God? Am, am I pursuing walking in his purity? Am I pursuing him and his people? Am I pursuing walking with his perspective? Am I pursuing obeying his commands rather than fear man? Because that's what Moses did, and that's what he's saying. Let Moses be an example to draw you back. Admit when you're not doing that. That's called confession and repentance. R- repentance is not just confession. It's acknowledging that you've not been doing what God wants you to do, and you're asking God to help you do that, and you're saying, God, I want to go in a different direction. And you ask him. That's the prayer Jesus talks about when he says, ask and you will receive. Knock and the door will be open. You know, uh, Taylor, over in Revelations 3.20, it says, it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who answers what? I'll come into him and I'll dine with him. We'll mm-hmm. have fellowship together. Do you remember what happened on the road to Emmaus? When when did the disciples know it was when Jesus? When Jesus broke the bread. When it when they had fellowship yeah. together, that intimacy. When Jesus says that in Revelation three twenty, that's an invitation to believers. It's an invitation to people who have been straying. I I feel like during this election season, and during the virus and the riots and everything else. There may be a lot of people out there listening who either are straying or know people that have strayed. They've been depressed, discouraged. They've allowed the world to to just overwhelm them, and they forget that we serve the one true living God. And I would like to encourage you just to take a few minutes after this program or now or whenever to really just let God be God in your life and tell him, God, I'm sorry, I have not trusted you. I've been leading my own life. I've been pursuing the wrong things. Uh, I've not been pure. I've allowed the enemy to dupe me, to distract me, to discourage me, and I've sought comfort other places than your word and you. I've not been walking with you or your people. Um, There's a lot of people that haven't been walking with other believers because of COVID. They've not assembled. And that's why I think it's so important for us to assemble, to walk with God's people, and so we can help each other walk in purity. We need accountability to walk with God's perspective. You know, when I'm around people that share God's perspective of his word, when I'm discouraged, it helps me. Yeah. And that's why he wants us to not neglect to meet together. And when we walk obedient to God's commands and we see others doing that, it strengthens us. You know, Matthew 10 says this in verse 26. It says, have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim. Do not fear those that kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. 
Therefore, you are more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who's in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. That that verse right there was John Monger's favorite verse. He was a man beaten for 18 months in a prison because he loved Jesus, and he never denied him. And he said he kept holding on that. I will not deny my Savior. I will not deny my Savior. We deny him for far less today. And I think we need to repent and come back and say, Jesus, I'm with you. I'm with the one true living God. So I hope that encourages somebody out there to say, I'm not going down that other road anymore. I'm with Jesus. So, Yeah, I, um, you know, I think, you know, you, you mentioned what's been going on in the world. And that's been, you know, you, you talk about some people have fallen away because of that but for me that's been a a call to you know rededication you know and to uh continue perseverance and uh you know this time i think you know depending on how you look at it can be a time to to grow you know in adversity but um if that if you're not somebody who is growing right now and have given into despair you know, like you say turn because he offers comfort but he also um gives strength you know, yeah, so. and turn to his word. Yeah. Start reading his word. Go read in Psalms. Go read the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Let God's word. You know, I, I covered today, Joshua was told when he was fearful, God said, don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate yeah. day and night on it, and don't be afraid. If you're fearful, go read Joshua. Hmm. Go read the Gospels and, and read about the one true living God. All right, you have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual